These are the law offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker. You may experience enjoyment walking through these doors. It's hard to say, really. But at some point, you'll want to talk back, and they'll expect it because their opinions are unworthy of most of humanity. They're not real lawyers. They're not. Stop thinking that they are. If you really want to get in touch with them, you can email them at qsblawoffices at gmail.com or find them on Twitter at qsblawoffices. Walk through the door right now, though. Pay that retainer. You won't get your money's worth. Welcome back to the law offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker on this October 7th, 2020. If you want to reach us, feel free to contact us at qsblawoffices at google.com or on Twitter. You can use the handle at qsblawoffices or yell really loud and maybe we'll hear you. We're going to start our 15th client today. 15th. Wow. Crazy. And the 15th client is, with friends like you, who needs friends? And this will be an exploration of the levels of friendship that are out there and whether, you know, you need friends at all. So, uh, Greg, what would you like to say about this client with friends like you? Who needs friends? I think we definitely need friends. Everyone needs friends. No matter how, uh, what a loner you are. Every now and then you're a human being. You're going to get lonely. You want to talk to someone. But, uh I think friendship is something like in movies and stuff that's more uh, ballyhooed. Is that a good term? Ballyhooed. Is more. I like all given... your archaic terms these days. Throwing <laughs> out Rapscallion. It's, it's more balderdash than it is ballyhoo in my book. It, it's it seems just a like lot of malarkey, so re- in my opinion. Yeah, it's so revered and elevated, if you will. Friendship? Where I think a lot of friends are just basically acquaint- acquaintances that are there because it's easy. And then I know really that it, like I know we went into this friends. topic mainly because I constantly say that I have no friends, um, and people always argue with me and disagree with me, and they try to pretend that they're actually my friend. So I figured they they try to pretend that you're yeah they that say they're that they're my friend and I'm like yeah yeah whatever. I, I I knew a guy who would say that I was his best friend, and I definitely was not his best friend. And it was the strangest thing because he would go, this is my best friend. I'm like, you know, we're friendly. but And then when finally we had a conversation one day when I tried to explain. I'm like, well, what do you think a best friend is? And I said, because it should be like the person that you go to if you're having a major problem in life and you have like heart-to-heart conversations. And I'm like, you know, we're friendly, but I've never had that with you. I've never even been to your house. I've never, you know, we, we have not been that close and then from that point on he never referred to me that as that would you even say you were his friend if somebody Uh, impressed you say that we we had a friendship of a sort um it wasn't a great friendship but he he had been to my place he had he had helped me out with a move before so um so 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 could it have been so could it have been that you were his best friend from his perspective just he wasn't your best friend from your perspective. I think that once I had that conversation with him, he realized that there are other people that he would consider to be best friends more so than me. So you weren't just dumping him basically. No, no, no. I wasn't getting rid of him. You know, it was just more like, I don't know. I, uh, 
I went through life calling lots of people friends, you know, and then finally I looked at it and I went, God, I'm like, why would I say this person is my friend when I never really figured out what that categorization meant? You know, so I found apparently there's lots of different levels of friendship that are out there and different people have different ideas of what those things can be. There's like stages. People can have like there's five stages of friendships and there's three levels of friendship and then there's like types of friends. So I figure we start off with like sometime in like 350 BC, some Greek philosopher uh, stated there was three types of friendships, which are friendships of utility, friendships of pleasure, and friendships of the good. And um, that's one way of looking at it. And then what was that last one? Friendships of the good? Friendships of the good. Which means what? I don't know. What do you want it to mean, Greg? <laughs> that they did do good together? Well, do good what would it be the good? It would be like an overall good, a thing that would be helpful maybe to you or your family or your community. Yeah, like a friendship of the good, maybe like friends that you have in some civic organization or religious organization that maybe you wouldn't necessarily hang with on the weekends, but you're friends in this common cause. Yeah. Utility for yeah. Utility. Yeah, utility friends. I got, I got those. I know those. You know, that's the guy you call and you're like, uh, "You got a truck, and I need some help." And he shows up because he's that kind of guy. Yeah, that's not really um, a friend, though. I don't know. Well, if they, like sh- if they you're show using up, them, yeah, they're but friend. if they're willing to do it, and you would do the same for them, then that would be a friendship. Yeah, yeah. like in my truck example, truck guy will probably call me. and He's like, "Hey, I'm trying to download this app, and then do the, you know, and I don't, you know." So I help him out. So I mean. But it's not like he comes over to my house and hangs with my family because he's a crackhead or something. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, he's, but he's good still for my... having a truck. Yeah, he's good for having a truck or fixing the sink or something. Or buying he's you good. crack. Not, you need yeah, crack. Maybe, he can help maybe. you out. He'd be your crack it, friend. That would be a whole different level. You oh, know, drug friends truth, is definitely a thing. Yeah. yeah, the truth is that friend, if I ended up for whatever reason, you know, locked up, you know who I'd call? I'd call that guy. Yeah. Huh. I probably wouldn't call my friend for the good. And I bet if he ended up in the same situation, he'd call me. So that's a utility friend. Yeah. It's almost so, like the mafia. It's, it's almost it's like the mafia is. friends. Yeah. When you want something on the down low, just something not that savory, it's like, I'll call them. Yeah, they'll keep it quiet. But if you want savory, you would call your chef friend. <laughs> what, was yes. the, what, was the, what was the middle friend again? I missed that one. <laughs> the middle friend was a friendship joy, pleasure. Pleasure pleasure so ones that you gain some kind of pleasure from that, that seems uh, like a real friend you know you enjoy talking to them you laugh together they give you it's a hand pleasurable. yes sometimes yeah that's happened with me <laughs> i've had friends with benefits before. i am not that <laughs> kind of friend of yours matt is not that friend <laughs> no. i haven't had that friend <laughs> yeah i just got oh. truck guy truck. well there's hand cart guy too yeah, That's I don't want Matt I don't want help. truck guy giving me a hand job at all. No. <laughs> now there's again other stages. So there's one where there's this five stages of friendships. So I guess it's the how uh, friendship could develop, where you have a stranger. That's the initial st- stage, right? You just don't even know somebody. Then an sure. acquaintance, where you finally have met them. A casual friend, then a close friend, and mm-hmm. then an intimate friend. I think that most people for me, come under the headings of acquaintance and casual friend. Yeah, and the intimate one, that's when the hand jobs come in. <laughs> right. and they're intimate. 
Well, I mean, if you throw like the sex out of the equation, right? And so you have an intimate yeah. friend and a close friend. So one would be a close friend would be you go and you hang out and you do a lot of things with, you play golf with them, but you don't necessarily tell them your inner your inner thoughts and emotions like a, the one that you would break down and cry in front of for yeah. because, because yeah. you lost your dog or something you know it's like mm-hmm. that uh-huh. be. you know i don't know i don't think i've ever had really i mean other than uh, a partner an intimate friend so you're really? so let me let me say if i can that's a lot to unpack so yeah. your dog dies Yes. You're saying that there's no one that you feel like you could share your dog's, I don't even know if you have a dog, your dog's death with other than your wife and maybe kids? Yeah, well, not even the kids. It would just probably be just the wife, you know? That wow. I would, that I would be, I would be like crying hmm. to some other person about well, it. Well, okay, let's, let's not talk about crying, but you, you wouldn't share, you wouldn't I share. I talk about crying if I want to. You don't control me. <laughs> Fine. I'm just saying that I don't know that I don't know that that having someone that you can talk to about things. I think it's interesting. Like I have people that I can talk to, friends that I can talk to about things that um, you know are, are meaningful to me, or touched me in some way, or moved me, or made me sad, or whatever. It doesn't mean I'm bawling my eyes out in front of them. I don't. I don't really cry anyway. But that's neither here nor there. That's the Irish hold it in until you die. But <laughs> Um, I would certainly, I have friends that I have guy friends that I would talk to about stuff. Well, that's the thing is that you can say you have friends. <laughs> it's just again yes. where this whole thing comes from, where I go, that's why I feel like I don't really have friend, like I guess intimate friends. I don't really have, I guess I have kind of close friends. Greg would be one friend that I'd consider you to be a close friend, but I wouldn't say that I have anybody who would be an intimate friend. You know, one that I've like told my secrets to, probably because I don't really trust anybody. I have this 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 saying of uh, that I believe everyone and I trust nobody, or I trust everyone and I don't believe yeah. anybody. It's like a combination of the two. So I'm always willing to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I don't think I've ever been really willing, other than intimate partners, to say all of my secrets to. But Greg, do you have any comment on this? I don't want to, you know. Well, I was thinking that I'm always the one claiming I have a frozen pea heart, but it sounds like you got a frozen lima bean or something <laughs> for a heart. It's like you really don't want to have a really close friend just because you you'll trust people. Like people will let you down. Believe me, friends will let you down. We all know that. I don't but think a lot of friends won't. Letting me down so much as it's a need to know thing more than anything else. Yeah, a need. I, well, okay, so a need to know thing. So you're not going to go telling your friend about some thing you did when it's summer camp and you don't want to talk about that. Okay. That's normal, but let's go back. What, what did you do at summer camp, Brandon? I just went, brought that example out. Uh, summer camp. <laughs> I'm let's, sure he did a lot. That's I, never, a whole, I never went summer to camp's summer camp. It's a whole camp. other podcast. Summer camp is a whole other <laughs> podcast. My yeah. point is, my point is, of course you have secrets. You wouldn't want to tell anybody because you're not comfortable and you might tell your, your priest or your wife, or you might not tell either one of them either. But, I'm talking about just sharing things that are personal with you and you feel comfortable talking to that person about those things. Like, I feel like I could talk to you and I mean, Greg, I've only known for what a number of weeks. I feel like I could call Greg on the phone if something was going on and I felt like he had something to contribute or I wanted to get his opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think you Greg can imagine would appreciate you calling him actually, because uh, he needs people to call him. 
So yes. you should, you should nobody call calls me. That, that's I one thing have, I wanted. To... I guess. Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. Sorry. I was going to say one thing I've noticed in this internet age is that you realize, you know, back when you could just call people if they weren't in your town, you'd have conversations, and now it's basically just like just text me. It's just like I'd like to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in a year. You're a good friend, and you live in another city. Let's catch up. And they're just totally content to send you a text every now and then, like, hey, thinking of you. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's just like, let's talk thinking, sometime. Thinking Why don't we you. talk? But a lot of people just hate talking on the phone, I notice. And they just want to text you or send you another, whatever they're called, tweets or something. And it just, it just seems like... Whatever they're called, them tweets. Is, is that a, is that what a friend is? Is someone who sends me a, basically a telegram every now and then? That's the equivalent well, you know what? You could possibly look at it that way. So look at the age before telephones and um, how did people communicate? They communicated via letter. They, they write really nice long letters, though. Like you yeah, said, that Civil War thing, cursive. very intimate. Um, yeah, they were in cursive, first of all. A nice parchment with a, written with a quill. And they were always very, you know, thought out, five pages long. How, you know, I miss you Were they five pages and, long, Greg, all of those letters? A lot of them were. They were very, very lengthy diatribes. But specifically five pages. I, that was just an example. With three <laughs> pages to maybe ten pages. They were like, I really miss you. So there's all these things I want to convey to you. Instead of just like, hey, thinking of you, emoji, smiley. That's basically like, that's I like a that generic form. I think if they had put an letter. emoji or a smiley on something back then, they wouldn't know what the hell it meant. <laughs> well, they probably wrote a smiley face maybe or a cute little persimmon. I don't know what, what they what the emoji a kumquat. Yeah, I've drawn a kumquat for you, my friend. Please accept my fruit. As it has your... been years since we've seen each other. Here's a mango. Yours truly, Captain Kumquat. Call me Durian. But I don't know. It just seems like people don't really even care anymore. Like out of sight, out of mind. It's like maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not. My friends don't like you that much. I'm not you likeable. say this, but there's so many times that I've called you and you've got a call from somebody else going on. Whereas for me, that rarely happens. I mean, I, I got to be phone. honest, though. That's because I called them three times in the past month. And finally, they right, called Right, but you're willing to call, to call somebody back. three times yeah, yeah, to try I am. and get them to call you. Whereas I won't do that. Yeah, yeah. I won't try to get people to reach me. For me, it's yeah. like I'll put out a, a missive and they'll either respond or they won't. And I'm like, ah, whatever. You know? Yeah. It's like it's wow. at, the, at the moment where I've attempted to reach the person. If they don't respond back, then I don't know. Like I guess I can live without them. I think it's because I've had so many opportunities in life to just, I've just cut ties so many times. Being raised as a part of the Navy, we moved every two or three years of my life. And so I really got used to whatever acquaintances or friendships I had developed where I was, realizing I would probably never see them again or talk to them again. And I was never one for correspondence. Um, I think I tried the pen pal thing as a kid, and I realized I just don't like writing letters. For one thing, my handwriting's horrible, so I hate looking at my handwriting. And then that just translated into just not liking to write yeah. things in general later on in life. So that I've never kept those things up. And then it became, I think, somewhere along the line, me going, well, you know, I'm perfectly fine on my own. And it's nice to have people who are friendly to you. But I realized that I could do that anywhere I was. I could create new acquaintances. I could create new friendly relationships. Yeah. But as I used to tell my wife when we were first dating and she kept, um, you know, 
really wanting me to get more involved. I'm like, listen, I'm, I might be alone, but I'm never lonely. And I think it's because I've always been pretty comfortable in my own space, right? I haven't had to have people in my life per se, you know, but uh-huh. I just, but I like having people in my life. I just don't need to have them. Yeah. I'm the same okay. way. Okay. I never get lonely. I, I would, I want to be quarantined so bad. I'm so bummed. I still haven't been quarantined. <laughs> And, yeah, I mean, but I do I love talking to people and hanging out with friends and stuff. The friends who I, finally call you back after you called them three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're on the second stage there. What was it? <laughs> casual. Right, the, the casual friendship. Well, I've come across <laughs> another set of six, but go ahead, Brendan. You were going to say something. You know, after listening to you guys, I feel pretty functional, which is odd for me. <laughs> yeah, um, people feel that after talking to me and Matt for a while. I, <laughs> I, I, for one, I, for one, am much like probably both of you, I'm not necessarily a, a, a social creature. When the quarantine happened and a, all bunch of people I knew were wringing their hands about how they couldn't go out and go to the movies or go to a club or go to a restaurant and, and they were just in the house and they were all by themselves and they couldn't do anything. I mean, I was like, get over yourself. I mean, whatever, you know, I spent a lot of themselves. I know I spent a lot of time alone as a kid too, but at the same time, I don't know, I guess part of it is, and these different levels of friendships and all that sort of thing, um, I have friends, I have acquaintances, and I have, I guess, we'll, we'll call them close friends. I don't know what an intimate friend is beyond the handjob analogy, but <laughs> how that's different than a close friend, I don't know how you suss that out. But well, I, mean, I think I it, it goes between to discussing your secrets with to just coming close to discussing your secrets with. But is that really necessary? Like, as a friend, there's a certain point where it's like, you know what, I don't want to, I don't care what happened in summer camp. What do that's you mean? your deal. Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that it's incumbent upon a friendship to be able to, you know, do some sort of Oprah Winfrey confess your soul to this other person. I don't think that's... Well, I, don't I think, think some people be. have that that need or that desire and they like to have somebody that they can actually confess to. And I think that's my issue is that I just don't really need to confess those things. I don't have, right, any, but I don't have anything saying, weighing on my soul that I've got to give up to somebody and I've got to get it off because I'm not out there betraying the confidences of people. And right, I have to say those things. Right. But I'm saying that that, I don't know that that's a measure or a metric of friendship as much as it's somebody's individual syndrome where they feel like they need to go dump a bunch of emotional garbage on somebody. So they have somebody to dump it on. Well, I think there's plenty, there's enough people that have that, that could make it a part of a metric for friendship for a general group of people, not for the general alienated type of individuals that we are. I've had friends like that. It seems like you're their friend, just basically you're a free therapist right. for them. And every time you talk to him, there's some crisis or some, you know, like, oh, God, can we just talk about the weather or a movie or something? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing people... is, I'm not really good for small talk. I don't really want to talk to friends about the weather or, or even sometimes. I'm not weather, but I like talking about movies and comics yeah. and whatever, you know. But whatever you talk about with friends, but some friends just want to talk about what every day is a fucking thing with them. Yeah, like, I mean, a friend, yeah, you're right, Greg. A friend who just dumps on you all the time, all their just emotional baggage, it's like, that's not a friend. That's a, that's a problem. And they yeah. need help. <laughs> you're not a friend. You're a problem. <laughs> yeah. for you to go. Hey, but you then you have to be the here? friend who then tells them that they need to fix their problems. What was that, Greg? 
Yeah, I, I was going to say, you think we should stop here for a commercial break? <laughs> Why? Why? I was going to try to do the thing. I was going <laughs> to see if this works. But You're going to do one thing. We just edit this out. So we have a nice thing into the commercial instead of... <laughs> what the commercial was Just interrupting. In the first 10 minutes of the show. No, it's 25 right? minutes in. I thought every two... Well, no, we started show. about 10, 15 minutes after the hour. So we're only... Okay, edit this out then. No, this will be entertaining for me at the very end. No! Keep <laughs> this part in. I don't want them to know all the Let's have a commercial here. Let's talk about commercials. So if anybody is wondering why we're, we're talking about this, is because I recently did three different PSAs for um, some charities that are dealing with ballots and uh, going to vote and uh i made them really long and annoying so if you find and you know they come out of nowhere so we have no preamble to the ad coming in so if any of you had an issue with that or feel that the ad was too long or you just don't want to hear me talking anymore feel free to send us an email at qsblawoffices at gmail.com or you can actually go to our anchor page uh, which is anchor.fm slash qsb and you can leave a voice message for us there. So if you have that mental wherewithal, if you have it within you to do that, we'd appreciate it. But I kind of want to get back to the friendship and uh, the friendship issue and, and talking about the clients, the clients who are not our friends because they pay nothing. But there is a, a six-stager I came across. This starts with role-limited interaction. So again, that's like a stranger, like sitting next to a classmate talking about school, but there's some interaction there, but they're not a friend yet. To friendly relations, which means you're not punching them in the face, I guess. You're willing to be in the, in the room with them. Or maybe um, you're loaning them a pencil. Right, yeah. Although there was a time when I loaned somebody a pencil in a mean, mean way when elementary school, I had never seen this one kid cry and so he got up to uh, to talk to the teacher or something, and I had a sharpened pencil. He came to sit down, and just in the right moment, I put the pencil point up on his seat, and he sat down on it, and he cried at that point, um, which is understandable considering this is like fourth or fifth grade, or when I was those third or fourth grade, <laughs> and I realized that that was a very very horrible thing to do, and yeah. Uh, that was, that was back yeah, when, maybe we should come back to this whole like I don't need friends thing. Or, yeah, I don't you're, have you're, any friends. That we was we must be your friends for you to admit such a horrible thing to us. I've admitted that one before, but that was back when principals could still paddle you, and so mm. I learned. I learned about paddling, and that wasn't the, the last time that principal paddled me either. Anyway. Your principal should have jabbed a pencil in your ass. That would have been more apropos. An yeah, eye for an eye. But hey, yeah. you know, at least all, all these years later, I got to tell the story. After trauma, <laughs> put, traumatizing put a third grader. For sure. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> all right. So then there's a nascent friendship. So one that's like being created. And that's after you're moving towards friendship. Then you've got a stabilized friendship. So it's in place. You, I guess you're doing things with. And finally, there's a waning friendship. Oh, yes. That's definitely a thing. So I think that the reason I brought this up is because we were talking about the person who's doing all of the dumping, that they're certainly on the verge of creating a waning friendship where you where and I've done this many times where I just stop communicating and just kind of walk away. I back away from that particular individual so that yeah. there's no longer like a communication happening with them anymore. I'm just done with them. And if they want to communicate back with me, I'll communicate, but it won't be me starting it off. It won't be me creating communication. Has that ever happened to you in the opposite? Have you I ever thought you had a friend and they seem to ghost you and just fade think, away? And you were like, I think all of them have Greg. <laughs> God. <laughs> 
They've all ghosted me, Greg. Yes, me too. I, it's so like nobody's like seeking me out to have any conversation. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I recognize a lot of my character flaws, and I think to myself, all right, I've obviously wronged people a lot in my lifetime. Because you know, I have talked to a lot of people our age, and they do say, like, you know, I always blame myself. I figure oh, I'm just probably boring, and they don't want to hang out with me. But it does seem you get older, especially around 40s, 50s, and you just don't care anymore about friends. This is like, ah, especially you guys, you have wives, you have kids. You, it's like, yeah, maybe I'll see you every now and then. But remember when we were in our 20s, when your friends would just stop by your house and you'd have this totally fun time. And it's just kind of sad that those just fade away. People get older. They just, it's, yeah, I, it's not. No, I was going to say, I think that's, I think that's kind of like any kind of relationship in your 20s, you know, you and your wife or your girlfriends and that whole thing and friends and all that. As you get older, you get busy, you have kids and you just get into that. But I can tell you both that I still, I don't, I mean, I'm not, they're not coming over to the house every night like when I was 20, but I've got several guys that I usually at least once a month, different people go, hey, we should go get a beer or, hey, let's go watch a football game or, you know, let's go hang out or something. Um, yeah, I have that too, but it just seemed like there's so many, so many, occurrences when in my 20s just like almost every day someone would just be knocking on my door hey i was in the neighborhood do you want to hang out watch batman the animated series together yeah it was just like it was like did you say maybe we're more bored wait did you say that meh meh animated series it's a meh meh man i said batman batman remember that bad habit thing we talked about matt you need to get in that with that paper clip whatever you use yeah yeah but but the thing is like me and my you know, I don't have any more uh, responsibilities in my life. I still live like a 19-year-old. Uh, you know, I have a crappy job. I come home, I have no responsibilities. And I still feel the same way. I'm not like, hey, I'm bored today. I'm going to go walk over to my friend's house, see what he's doing. I'll call him maybe and just say hi. I think we fall into routines to a large degree. Yeah, that's And so we is, get used to not having that constant interaction. But I think some people need it more than others, too. You know? Oh, that's for sure. I mean, there's there's people who just have to have people around them, like you were talking oh, yeah. about before when the quarantine started. For me, it was like quarantine was like no big deal. It's like, okay, well, you know, I've got plenty of things to entertain me, things I can do to while away the time. Even if there was no television and there was nothing entertaining me, I would have found a way to entertain myself in some way. It could be just counting dots on a wall and I'd be which brings us back to hand jobs I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> I would have found some way to entertain myself with no television at all that's right I got some I got some areas of the wall I got a spackle so. <laughs> spackle One those are the spots <laughs> wipe that over anyway thanks guys for once again showing the classiness of this podcast yeah. So, but the waiting friendship thing is I'm kind of interested in, in exploring a little bit more too. So have there been, for you guys, have there been people that you've deliberately walked away from or they walked away from you? And was there a wondering what happened with those relationships for on either yeah, side? Yeah, for sure. What would be like an example of that for you, Greg? God, so many. So uh, many. Just friends. Let's I start with number three. Well, like, okay, in my 40s, I met someone and we were like, it was almost like high school again or college where it hadn't been 10 years since I met someone and the next day we were doing everything together every day. Every day she'd be calling me up. Hey, let's go out to lunch. 
hey, this is a great band playing. And I was like, wow, this is great. And she's just this wonderful person. And then I don't know if she got a boyfriend, if that's, but I mean, she had other boyfriends at other times where it didn't seem to affect her friendship. But then all of a sudden she just was not calling me anymore. It was just kind of over. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess I get it. She found a boyfriend, I guess. But then she lost that boyfriend and was single again. And then I wasn't back in that friend zone, even though she was single now. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to call up Greg now because I don't have my boyfriend around. It just changed. And it was just kind of weird because we seemed to enjoy each other's company so much for like, we never got in an argument or anything. It was just like really fun. And then it just faded and went away. So we're still friends. So you've we talked don't hang out that often. Then. Yes. Did often. you ever ask I mean, her why this happened? No. That would be too weird. I don't think it would but, um, be weird. I mean, if you still have a friendly relationation with her, go, hey. That's why. Do you like, remember why? that? But but wouldn't it be interesting to find out? It would it, be. Was it you or was it her? And could you use that analysis for other relationships later? I thought you were going to say, could you use it against her? If you want to. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't know. It just seems, seems awkward. And I am still friendly with her. So it's like, why rock the boat? Why yeah, but, but make it awkward? generally awkward. So you could get away with it. <laughs> That's true. I could get away with it. I just yeah. don't feel like doing it, I guess. I, I kind of want I kind of want her on the horn right now, actually. I want to explore this. Okay. So was there a point? Can we call her? Yeah, let's give her a call. I Greg. could call her. Call her up right now. I call her. No, we probably no. talk every, like, two or three weeks. So you every talk every two or three weeks. Together. But, but you said there was a point that you were, like, talking to her every day. And you were yeah, and hanging out. And, yeah, and then it just – It was you, like college. Oh, so it was back in college. Okay. No, no. I'm saying it was like college. It was like oh. I in my 40s. I didn't have any other friends like that. I, I just want to say that that you know the part of the thing that sort of taints this experiment is that she was a female. So there could have been some underlying dynamic about maybe she was interested in you and she didn't pick up that you were interested in her. There was well, definitely some. There was a night uh -oh. of a romantic entanglement that didn't turn out well. Uh -oh. So. Close yeah. to the but end still, of no, this or something? No, no, no. That. We stayed friends after that. That was the weird thing. It wasn't like that was it. We so you had, you had this thing where you accidentally put your dick in her ear, and she was like, no, not happening. How, how did you know? I figured it out. Uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> Based it on the things behind you. It was just this thing where, you know, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> You're not – see, you guys aren't on that level of friendship with me where I could talk about that with you. It's but, okay, um, Greg. I don't want to hear about it. To be clear, yeah, you don't. Listeners as well. So. But but we did stay friends after that. That wasn't the thing because I I that would be obvious. That would be like oh yeah. But no, we were totally friendly for another I don't know three or four months, hanging out all the time, and then it just faded away. Right, and see, it's that particular point that I'm interested in. It's the part at the end mm -hmm. where it just faded away. Did you try and track her down at that time? or No, happened? no, we still would. She'd still call me like every other week maybe and say, hey, how's it going? And But it wasn't like this thing where like every day, let's do this, let's do this, let's hang out. It, that was over for sure. So you weren't, well, as, maybe you weren't as interested in hanging out with her anymore either. No, I did. Because it was usually her, like she would always have these great ideas like, uh -huh. oh, Greg, I heard about this cool band who's playing tonight. I'm going to take you. Let's go. I mean, I still, it wasn't like I was just like, I don't want to hang out with her. I'm just letting her drag me along. And every now and then I'd have an idea and be like, we should do this together. But she yeah. just was every always calling me up. Have an idea. What ideas would you have in this relationship, Greg? Like, uh, we'd go down to KFC and share a bucket of chicken. And <laughs> No, I don't know. Just whatever. <laughs> I like this band. Like Let's go see the chicken all over Well, I mean, Greg, that, that sounds like that. That was that was a that was a nice thing, and it was a it good was. part of your life. 
it still is a nice thing. I'm still friends yeah. with her, just not as great a thing as it was because that but was, there was like a passion. There was a passion there where you guys wanted each other's company, and then there was no longer that. And it was beyond that. It was like this pe- each other's company. There's people I don't get to hang out with often, but I do really love hanging out with them. Every time I get to hang out with them, I'm always like, oh, awesome. I get to hang out with this friend because they're always fun or whatever. And this was like the first time since like my 20s when I actually had someone who was just like, let's hang out all the time. That just didn't, that seems to fade away. Even in your 30s, it seems to fade away. Yeah, I can't remember ever actually having somebody who wanted me to hang out with them all the time. And I think it just goes to my particular personality. You know, maybe I'm just not that notice that I don't notice those things as well. I've always been generally clueless whenever it came to relations with other people in terms of how much they were into me or not. You know, like how but what? Aren't aren't you kind of technically in the entertainment business? Isn't part of your what you do normally when things are going on is go to bars and do karaoke with strangers? Right, which is makes me question every relationship I have with a person because I don't really know what is a client relationship and is a friendly relationship. You know, because I was in public relations for a couple of decades too, and so most of my socializing was part of the job. You know, so socialization was for me going out and getting to know people and and working with them on different issues and and getting things into the media and blah, blah, blah. So it was never for, I guess, personal reasons that I was developing relationships. And it's the same thing with doing karaoke and what have you as a job. It's not for personal reasons I'm having relations. It's for the purpose of the business. So where does the disconnect come for you in terms of personal reasons and business reasons? what's What's the line there? Like, okay, so personal reasons... Let's say I, I work at an office, and so my friends are the people that I work at at the office. I didn't go out and seek these people out. I just happened to have to deal with them because economically speaking, I had to have, I have to have a job. And so there are people at the office I like and people I don't, and I become friends with the people at the office. There's no pure, like, I went out into the woods to find a friend and stumbled across this <laughs> person. I mean, friendship is a, is a, is a, just a, a lot of times just a matter of circumstance and where you are. Like, yeah. for instance, I was going to say waning friendships were me with, for me, were usually over the last, say, 15, 20 years related to kids. Like, my kids were friends with their kids, and I hung out with those people because our kids were friends. Would I choose them otherwise? No. Did I become friends with them? Yes. Did some of them I become more friends than others? Yes. And when our kids stopped being friends, did we stop hanging out? Absolutely. But it had more to do with that than it had to do with me picking or choosing these people necessarily. It's an interesting point you make because you and I are friends because of circumstance, right? We Mm -hmm. happen to be in LA at the same time working on a couple of different projects. Somebody suggested I talk to you about something and then that's how we got to know each other. And then I think we had similar personalities to a certain extent. And so we were able to have good conversations with each other and they continued. But, you know, we had a waning relationship as well, right? When, when you guys moved to Florida, that was kind of like the end of our relationship right? for the most part. Right. But I think the thing is though, is that there are people that you have a relationship with some point in your life that you know it would be they would be okay with you contacting them again 
if it was 20 years later and he could pick up where he left off. Like, yeah. Yeah. like I had a friend who was living out here in Oregon. So I tracked him down when I moved out here, we hung out for a bit. And then somewhere along the line, he kind of disappeared. And I know that if I were to come across him again in 10 or 15 years, if he's still alive, that we could rekindle that friendship the way it was. You know? Sure. That's happened to me. I've had uh, the past 10 years, I've had two different people who were out of my life for like, one was like, 15, 20 years, and one was like eight years. And then we just totally got someone reached out on Facebook or something. And now we, they, they would call each other every week, even though they live in other cities. And like, we're, we're definitely that high stage of friendship. Yeah. Anything and that- it's like people from on Facebook that I found Facebook is in this incredible tool because, like I said, I had this disjointed life where I moved every two or three years and cut all these ties with people where. I actually have been able to track people down that I never thought I would ever be in contact with again, just to see what they're doing, find out where they've gone, what, where did their life's journey take them? You know, right. and we didn't necessarily rekindle friendships from there. We may have had a conversation that ended it, but it's been for me actually a great closure tool. In other words, for me to, to find out about something that may, I may have had an issue with way back when, get an answer to it and go, okay, I can be done with that now and move on. And I think that's what I really found using social media for was, and, and I, I create, created new friendships with people from high school that I wasn't friends with then because of social media, where I've had a much deeper and, and, and more um, problematic conversations than I ever had with them in the past because of social media. So that's been a boon and a bane at the same time. And I think a number of them, I could reach out to them and hang out with them again, even if I don't see them again for 10 years. So the, the waning part of it I thought was interesting because you can have a waxing as well of a friendship. They've waned and then they waxed. And then you can also you know, do the whole Karate Kid reference where you can wax on, wax yes. off. Yes. But I found that that works really well with like friends you made in college, but like your childhood friends, all bets are off with what they're like now. Like you thought they were your best friend in the world when you were 10. Yeah. They were your soulmate. You were like, this is my best friend. I love this guy. And now they could be in QAnon. You find out on Facebook. They're like fucking nuts. <laughs> even my high school. And a couple friends, of guys from high school were like that actually. Yeah. Even my high school friends, but it seems like the friends I made in college, maybe that's an age where you're finally mature enough to be like, I'm choosing my friends correctly or something. Cause they're very similar to me. They, yeah. They well, think. you know, when you, when you get to college, you sort of have, you know, adult form thoughts. You're not yeah. around playing Star Trek. God knows where those you know, paths could diverge, you know? Yeah. A lot of I had people, friends. I remember just losing touch of people while in college. It's like your first year or two, oh, you yeah. created these friendships. And then mm-hmm. for me, at least, I totally forgot about people until maybe a couple of years later in college. And I'm like, oh, why, why did we stop hanging out? You know, because yeah. we liked each other and it just, it, we just stopped hanging out for whatever reason. And I think it's just, you wind up with different interests or you get really involved in some other subject matter and whatever you were doing with them became gone. Like a lot of friends were created because we lived on the same floor, you know, in a dorm. Right. So we became friendly. And it's like, there was this one woman I used to hang out with all the time. And then, you know, a year later, she and I just stopped even talking to each other. And when yeah. we saw each other, we were like, Hey, how come you're not talking to me anymore? And she's like, well, how come you're not talking to me anymore? I'm like, you know, I don't really have an answer for that. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And you know what happened? Nothing. We stopped talking to each other even after that conversation. So, which was weird because we, we liked each other. We hung out. So yeah, it's, it's hard to define where that goes. 
And as an adult, you know, I've still moved around a number of times, although I've been pretty set in this area for a while now. But people who I created as friends when I first came here, I'm not really in touch with anymore. You know, and I don't really communicate with them. And you no, know, really, it's like things shifted as my career shifted too. I think not to sound like me, a it's mainly all of my friendships are friendships of utility. I think that's not, what not to sound like a hallmark card, but could that maybe be the definition of like what a real friend is as opposed to an acquaintance? Is like whatever circumstance or utility or reason you're with someone that can end and you just don't even think about it. It's just like, oh, I guess they faded out of my life. But a real friend is someone that no matter what happens, even 20 years later, you're just like still thinking about them, still wishing you could talk to them, still thinking, ah, this is something that they'd appreciate more than anyone I know. I wish I could call them right now and tell, tell them about something I just saw. Or I don't really have anybody like that. I don't have anybody that I would wish to communicate with that I haven't gone out of my way to actually communicate with. It's kind mm. of like a lot of people, they have these relationships with their parents that they don't get the communication off with them before they croak. And they have all these regrets about not having done that. And for me, it's like whatever I wanted to get off my chest with my parents, I've gotten off my chest. I've said my piece and or I've reached out and, and given a part of myself and hopes for some other reciprocation that hasn't happened. And I'm like, okay, well, I did wow. my bit. I, I can't wait to get that speech for my kids, Matt. <laughs> I think I think all of my kids know that they could come to me and tell me whatever they want to tell me, and I'll accept whatever it happens to be. I think my kids know that I love them and because I've well, talked many times. And so, um, I haven't been – I have I haven't had a lack of emotional um, connection with my kids at all. <laughs> I don't think I have that problem. So – yeah, but I don't know if you have a different issue, Brendan. Well, no, I mean I'm, I have all kinds of issues, but that's not that's not the topic of this podcast. And we should we should maybe do a podcast, an episode of all of our issues. First of all, what's wrong with each of us that we go into detail? I think we've people, kind of done that. People haven't week. figured that out already. Yeah, every yeah. week we reveal our issues that's right. by talking about so, various topics. So, yeah, so right. I am a robot. I just have circuitry and wires showing inside. Right. At, at the risk of sounding, I don't know, too zen, you know, we have to, I think, I think for me, it's really looking at what, what is, what is a friend, you know, without five levels or three categories or classes or stages or whatever. A friend is somebody that, you know, I can, I can count on if I need help, I can speak to and I enjoy being around. Beyond that, I don't know that I've, I've placed too much significance on their comings and goings in my life or the level of discourse I feel that I can have with them. There are certainly people that I can talk to about stuff that I wouldn't talk to somebody else about, but I might not talk to them about that thing that I would talk to this other person about. You know what I mean? So it's a very situational. Right. Contextual. What, yeah. What makes a friend, you know, I can, I, you know, if, if I want to talk about football, I might, you know, text or call John. Um, I probably wouldn't call you because you couldn't. Don't give call a shit. me. Yeah, don't I would call, call me. either one of you, right? I would hang up on you. I'd be like, Good. I don't want to talk about football. All right. I know is that you bringing up John's name would cause him to go get my name off of that podcast because he's, like, <laughs> right. he's a mutual friend of ours from Washington D.C., Greg, and uh, he's a private investigator, and so oh. he's, he's very secretive about his life and himself. And can I see a picture of him? Doesn't like you show me what he looks like. He's no. just an outline of a person, actually. That's what he looks like. He's just an no, icon. He's got no nose or eyes. It's just like if you don't Sandblasted. have a face on Facebook, that's actually was his face they used as the model for that. Was 
that's him. So, you, you never, you can never so anyway, so so you know, if I wanted to talk about politics, I would I would talk to certain people that I consider friends, and I wouldn't talk to other people who I also consider friends. You know. Yeah. So it's very contextual for me, and I. So if I think you were the, calling somebody about um, I don't know issues with your kids, who would you talk to besides your wife? Besides family member. Issues with my kids. Well, yeah. once my kids are grown now. Well, while you're growing up. Well, I could give you a good outsider perspective. I, you I, could call I, me. I would, I, I would usually, at the, if, just speaking to answer the question, I would speak to the parents of that child. That child. So if I was if I was running into you know difficulties with one child, I would probably speak to a parent that our children were friends and say, hey, you know, so and so kid is doing this thing, or I have this issue. Have you run into that with so and so? Because they're a similar age, so they right. they kind of go through similar stages. So I'd probably just talk to one of my kids' friends' parents. So it'd be like a contextual friend in that case. It's a situational, Again. situational yeah, friend. Do you have any questions about comic books, Brendan? You could always call me. Okay. <laughs> I'm the your Yam best Yam friend. Animated series. Yeah, okay. I, I'm definitely your best friend in that aspect. I don't Actually, know, because you said you're an expert on zombies. And when we did the zombie episode, you weren't as much of an expert as I was. I am such an expert on zombies. You, you the theory totally behind me. zombies. Not every zombie movie. I haven't watched them all. I can tell you the director, but I what can tell you. What about zombie friends, Greg? How would, friend, how would zombies have friends? Let's. They they can't they have no sentience. They, episodes. They they can't have friends. They have uh, no emotions. Friendship needs uh, sentience and emotion. Yeah, but you know, in all those shows, all the zombies are hanging out together. They must be friendly somehow. No. Yeah. It's it's They're the first level. On each other. They're not knocking. By utility, over. they figure they could be a horde together and attack humans better. Yeah, but they're not real friends. Well, so anyway, I, to get back to zombies. Yeah, <laughs> let's get back to our real client. I, I think to, <laughs> for me, just speaking for me now, there are two types of friends, and and those two may be one and the same, but they're definitely distinct. There are contextual friends, and there are utility friends, and the most important of those, and uh, I think Greg hit it the best, is contextual friends because they're kind of like the mafia. I know I'm a contextual friends for a, for a lot of people. Like They're like, oh my God, what the fuck kind of shit have I gotten myself into? Who can I call in Clearwater? <gasps> Brendan. I can call Brendan. He'll bury the body for me and not tell anyone. I, yeah. You you get the ankles, I'll get the wrists. You know, let's 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 do this. <laughs> well, I know that the one person I called when I went to Florida, like in two thousand and six or two thousand five, Brendan was the one guy that I called, and we went out and we got a little bit drunk at a bar because it was St. Patrick's Day, and uh, there was nobody else that I had an interest in calling. So, so you knew some people in Florida, you're saying? Other yeah, than Brendan? Yeah. Okay. Well, like my dad. My dad lived in Florida. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to call you? <laughs> I did call him and we did connect, but we didn't do that. You know? Yeah. You didn't have fun with him. Yeah. It wasn't Dads aren't for thing. fun. Yeah. I, my you dad. You have fun with your dad. Yeah. Pretty much. My dad, we had, we, we did things together, but we didn't necessarily, it wasn't like playtime or anything. Things were always kind of yeah. serious. You know, even. Well, you know, dads are doing, dads. Yeah. That's doing, what dads are like. We were doing, even when we went out hunting, it wasn't a, a fun activity. It was a serious activity. And I always did something wrong. So there was that. Yeah. So, it was like a manhood ritual more than a fun time, probably. I don't even know that it was a manhood ritual. I think it was just more like this is what he enjoyed doing when he was growing up. And so he took us out to do those things. And I was never a fan of aspects of it because it was just uncomfortable going out in the freezing cold and wet 
to go kill something. Yeah. You know, that I was a horrible shot at it anyway. So I almost felt bad when I was a kid. My dad grew up when he was at NYU. He was a champion fencer. He loved fencing and he talked. He fencing. like built lots and lots of fences. No, with a foil. He, was a he sword made fences fighter. out of aluminum foil. <laughs> he was a fencer. You know what I'm talking about. So um, stop obfuscating the issue, my my colleague. So he would um, but he had classes for kids. He loved fencing so much, even as a d- dentist. You know, that's what his job was. He would teach these classes volunteer to teach fencing because he was so sad that it was a dying sport and i would do it i didn't want to because i hated sports but he'd be like great you gotta come but i was so bad at it he didn't even push me and i kind of feel bad about it like wow i must really suck at this where he's not like come on my son's gonna be a fencer just like i was you know dads always have that they want you to do what they liked when they were a kid but i was so bad he just gave up and was like just stay home and watch yeah yeah the animated series great (laughs) Just read your comic books. You're what not would cut you out for this. say? What would you say is a bad friend? When does when do friends go bad? What I've had is, friends right from the get go were bad. I just like oh. they're drunks at bars that were kind of fun to talk to, maybe a little, and then you realize this guy's a fucking moron. But I still he's my guy I chat with, and everything they say is stupid. And, but what if it's somebody you've been with for a long time, and then suddenly oh. things start dawning on you about them? Like there's characteristics oh. where you're like. Oh, I, I don't know if I, I'm okay with that type. Yeah, of many different things. I've had friends who like this, some of the, their outlook on life is so opposed to me that I was just like. But I mean, actually, usually that doesn't stop me. Like I have friends who are totally opposed to my viewpoint of the way things are, but I'm still their friend. Uh-huh. But I don't know, just like on personal issues, like oh, they totally dick me over. Like I realize that even though I've done all these favors for them when it comes time for me to ask them for one tiny favor, they're just like, I don't give a shit about you. Yeah. You know, yeah. like sometimes that happens. You're like, Oh, yeah, they've just I, been I, using me all these right. years. I, I, I found that the, the bad friends that I've had over the years, um, usually started off as <clears throat> casual friends, buddies, you know, whatever. And as I kind of became whatever, more close to them. And, and usually these, these people sought me out more than I sought them out, but they're, the dysfunction in their lives started to just become a burden on me, uh, you know, whether yeah. it was drugs or too much drinking or just drama or just God knows what showing up at my house in the middle of the night because their girlfriend dropped them off in the middle of the street, you know, people that just have like issues. I like being able to say to somebody, I'm just not that good of a friend, man. You're going to have to go. That's uh, <laughs> I think a good catch, I wish I could have said catch that. all statement, but you know, I was looking at these red flags of friendships and I'm like, I think that I probably fit a lot of these and that's probably why I don't have <laughs> friends. So I'm going to read some of these here. Um, you realize that hanging out with a particular friend leaves you feeling worse, not better after your time together. Oh yeah. I've been there with me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, <laughs> so he comes out and we, who's fine and now he's got the flu um you realize you've begun to try to find reasons to avoid spending time with a friend or wanting to cancel plans once they've been made yeah it's like there would have yeah. to be somebody just really I, I guess i'm just more discerning about some people where i don't don't let some people get that close to me so that they can latch on. I think it's probably because I'm a bit of a blunt individual and i'll point out those types of character traits to them as it's happening yeah and then i'll probably just walk i'll just like go hey i'm done with this person i don't need to keep me communicate with them again what you'll find what i found is that um it doesn't it reveals itself over time 
Yeah. The more you get to know him, the more you realize, oh, this guy's fucked up. And then you have to yeah. kind of rewind out of it. You know what I mean? And what time do you lose your politeness whenever dealing with it? You know, you go, okay, I've had enough and this is it. You don't got to talk to me anymore, man. Go live. Uh, when they life. show up at my house after having smoked meth, that's usually a good get the fuck out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have that one. Or at least I you don't, don't live in, maybe you I don't live in Florida. Oh, we got plenty yeah. of meth here, man. Yeah. When I was in my twenties, I like on the West Coast, man. Plenty. Every it's everywhere. It's everywhere. But when I was a, in my young days, when I was like in my twenties, I like full on hated myself. So I wanted everyone to like me so bad. I had many friends that all these red flags were like, like from the get go, they were just like, "This guy's an idiot. He's a narcissist. He's but ah, he wants to hang out with me, so I'll hang out with him. He's my buddy." So you did it and because of the lack of friends that you had. I had lots of friends, but I always wanted, I never wanted to like offend anyone. I, like I, I hated myself so much. I didn't want anyone to dislike me. So I was always appeasing. I was that guy who'd be like, oh, okay, I don't want to do that, but I'll pretend I do to anyone. And I had a lot of good friends at that time, luckily, but then some shitty people would come into my life and I'd just be just as appeasing. Like, oh, you want to hang out? Sure. And I'd be like, I don't really want to hang out with this guy. So Greg, then why are you still friends with me? I mean, (laughs) the fact is, your sister pointed it out. She said, I'm mean to you. Why do you let yourself be abused? You're not really, I mean, it's all jokey. You know, it's like, I get it. You know what that hides though, don't you? Yeah, I know. Deep down you do resent me. I know this, but. Oh, oh, here we go. We're coming to the episode's conclusion. (laughs) I saw that when I saw the topic, I'm like, oh, we're going to get right into this. And no, so, I think because we are so similar, Matt. That's why we're friends. We both have tiny little whatever vegetable we have hearts. We we don't care about being alone. We're not needy. This is an eggplant. Yeah, yours is an eggplant. But we're not needy, <laughs> and we like just like kibitzing and joking, and nothing's too serious. And that's you know that's really fun. And well, and also you like to hang out. Like we like to go to karaoke together. Right. That's definitely a utility thing. Yeah. And to be honest, in if you had a what, however you quantify best friend as far as someone who calls me up in the past five years who actually was like hey greg you want to do something that was you i mean at least once a week you'd be like greg this is new carriage but let's go check it out my other friends wouldn't be like they all had kids and they're all ensconced at home watching tv every night you were like hey let's do something we'll pal around you know pal around pal I around no, i can't speak what's i don't know what pal around means <laughs> It could be that's another level of friendship that we don't have. But pal we pal around. I, most of my friends, I had like one of their friends who would actually just be like, oh, let's get a drink every now, you know, once a week or something. But most of my friends were always like, oh, no, I'm, I'm hey, tired. Guys, I'm... guys, you want me to check out? You guys can just finish this off between the two of you. I mean, sure. you know, have, we hit, have we hit the hand job level? Is that what you're talking it's, about? It's starting to get real bromancy here, and I'm <laughs> yeah. What's it. wrong with that? That's nothing's wrong with it. I'm gl- I'm really you're just glad making I'm... Brandon feel left out. Right? No, no, Matt no. Can talk no. About I'm just saying that you guys way. obviously, after this whole podcast and talking about how you don't have any friends and you, you for all the reasons why you don't have friends, you guys definitely are friends. And yeah. yeah, there's there's give and take in a relationship. There's any kind of give and take in a relationship. I have I have friends I'd fucking give shit to, and I have friends that give me shit. And that's just the way it goes. You know, I have some that like, you know, it goes both ways. But um, anyway, I just think that, um, you know, you guys are friends and that's cool. And I think you should worry less about maybe how many friends you have or don't have and just appreciate the friends you do. Oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not the one who says he doesn't have any friends. I have friends. I just, well, you have you know, said that, and I had to point out that you do. Because no, I never said that. Someone I just would said be calling friends, you. I'm like, obviously, you have friends because people call you. My friends aren't as friendly. But nobody as calls me. They used the last to be. call I got was my ex-wife, and that's not that's not a, like a friendly thing. Yeah, well, I'm just saying my friends. Thing from her, she's cool. But the point is, is that we're not buddies. Me and my yeah, my friends aren't as friendly as they used to be. As yeah, I get older, it's just like, oh, I rarely get to see them. They don't call as much. But they're still my friends, you know, like I still can call them. Definitely if something serious happens, they're there for me. Like I had friends who like maybe call me every four months. And when COVID happened, they were like sending me texts like, Greg, are you okay? Do you need food? Do you need money? Because everyone knows I'm like the poor, uh, you know, street urchin friend. But how much I money know. did you get? Did you get a lot? So, so I didn't need ask, any. Let me ask I was you, doing let me ask fine. You both, I was flesh. Let me ask you both a hypothetical question. And, and please don't overthink this. For whatever reason, you maybe you didn't do anything at all, but you end up in jail. You've got and and you can't call your significant other, Matt. You can't call your wife. For whatever reason, that's the rules in this weird universe. You have to call a friend. You're in jail. You need somebody to help bail you out, get you out, to explain the situation, whatever. Who do you call? That's a good question. Definitely not me. Yeah, because Greg's sure. got no money and he doesn't even. Have I've a got car. no car. He's, he's, take a lift pointless. there. I don't know. I have to look through my list of people on my uh, phone for me to figure out who that would. Uh, that's a you know. I don't know. I don't know, Brendan. I don't know if I got anybody that I would call. I might just have to. You have to. Uh, what I'm suggesting to both of you is you ha that that is a friend you have to have. I have to have oh, that yeah. friend, the friend I call if I'm in jail. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to dodge that whole thing. I mean, I got. I know. I have somebody who's friendly who's a lawyer. I'd probably call him. Okay. Because he's been to my house at least once. You know, and we've maintained a tacit friendly relationship for many years. So I would suggest expanding that relationship maybe, maybe. in a utilitarian He's fashion. a better person than me, so I don't force myself on him. So, yeah. um, you know, that's, he's, he's like a, a higher class of individual. So, oh, you're a high class individual. Yeah. Stop selling yourself <laughs> short, Matt. I can you if are, I want to. You are DC you, you have friends. You have friends, and they love you, Matt. And you're an important person, and your your life is valuable. I don't force <laughs> my thank you, Brendan. I don't force myself. Matt, say that into the mirror every morning as an affirmation. <laughs> I don't need to, though. I say I it. Valuable. I don't say that I don't have friends. Is like it's a bad thing. You I don't just feel like I that. need to have friends. I just say it as a statement, as a matter of fact, right? It's like, it is how it is. And I'm not, like, I don't really have a problem with it because I can create friendly relations with, I would probably become friends with whoever I was stuck in jail with more than likely because it would be a utilitarian point, you know? Yo, like, I just start I getting like to know, you know, the toothless guy who's sitting on the toilet next to me. I'd probably just like get to know that guy. No, it's, it, that's what, an important, it's important. That's good. So Greg, Greg, who's, who's your phone call? I, well, he would call um, me. Cause no, I would, I would, you probably wouldn't, you'd be like, oh, I'm watching this Netflix show about a baker. <laughs> The, the the baking wives of New Jersey. That was last night. Cakes. I know. That's true. If I'm being inconvenienced, I probably wouldn't help you. Yeah, that would be like, ah, Greg, deal with it. No, if yourself. you were in a circumstance, I would definitely. I know. I, would I know. But no, I do have friends in that situation, even though it would, what's the word I'm looking for? It would like spend cash in our friendship. They'd probably be like, oh, fuck. Okay, after this, I'm writing Greg off. He's more trouble I have. I have one guy who who has helped me in the past when I've been in a circumstance. We haven't been friendly recently, 
because uh, he's been kind of out of the area. But um, it's a guy who has been very loyal. He helped me move like three times. So um, I'd probably call him. I just haven't talked to him in so long now. I would feel bad about asking him for help because I, I already owe him. Yeah, that's what I'd feel bad about asking, even though I know they'd help me. There's definitely a bunch of friends in Portland. I just feel like such a turd to be like, get in that situation and be like, you know, that's the worst. You know, that's a, that's a bad friend. You know, the, oh, weird, the weird thing is, is that up. the weird thing is that there's so many people who could call me and I would have no problem actually helping them out. Right. It's like, I don't mind going out of my way for people. I don't even know that well, I would go ahead and help them. But I just don't like to put that onus on other people for me. I always feel like that I have to be more self-sufficient and address these things myself in my own way. I mean, if I was really stuck, I'd get smart about it and figure out who it could be. But yeah, I, I think I'm just, I don't, I hate to use the term alpha because I think it's a silly statement, but in terms of like being self-sufficient and more willing to handle my own issues than put them on other people, I'm more aligned with that. So I, I don't like to and I'll put my issues on other people so much. Well, I'm a Zeta. I'm a Zeta male. I think that's the lowest in the Greek alphabet. And I still, I don't like to put any onus on anyone to help me out. You know, I'm the same way, but I'm definitely not alpha. But I'm like, I hate asking for favors. And I feel, because I, I always feel a little less than. So I don't want to make it worse. Like, ah, oh, Greg, fucking up again. Needs help getting bailed well, I, out. I don't I'm have that a, problem. I'm more of a Delta Gamma. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a five a beta I'm a, I'm a sorority. You're more I, of a tapa keg of brew. Yeah. But of course, no one, no one wants to impose on their friends that you know this terrible stupid bad situation that i've gotten myself into but i think a lot of your friends i think a lot of people's friendships friendship anxiety would be alleviated if they knew they had at least a couple of people that they could call who would help them out and the truth is matt you said like i would do it but i don't would want to do that i wouldn't want to put that on somebody else you know what there are a bunch of people you know that would be totally happy to do that for you you just don't know it. yeah i know one guy you didn't call them i know one guy who volunteered things for me before and i was very grateful for for him to do it you know i i bet if you called greg even though he doesn't have a car and he's broke greg would wake up get out of bed if he was asleep and spend the next 20 minutes calling everybody he knows in portland to try to help you out. I guarantee you. Okay. All right, Gregory. I might. And let's have a really good comic to read at the time. <laughs> <laughs> like a really engaging graphic novel. I'd be like, I right, can this wait? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think we've uh, we, we've come to a good stopping point here. So I think the way the, the place where we can put in commercial breaks would be right before we go into um, the pizza fund conversation. Oh, that's a good that's a good place to break. Right, it, so yeah. we'll, we could break there in in the future and go. Okay, so we'll, when we come back from the break, we'll be talking about the money. Why don't we talk about the pizza fund? Where are we with our statistics? All right. So we have made, since June, a whopping $5.58. Since June? Yeah, that's when we started doing these podcasts. Oh, it was bucks. We started the podcast in June. Yeah, we're almost at $6. We're almost near the five ninety nine coupon for Domino's. Yeah. You can get, but you have to buy two things to get the five ninety nine deal for oh. Domino's. So, um, so gosh, we should probably start talking about once we get the money, what are we going to get, Greg? 
How is this going to work out? I'm going to get the cheapest pizza available, probably. Because I'm just, like, kind of shocked that we've even gotten that much money collected for for all of this, this yammering. To what have we done from our Patreon site? We haven't used the Patreon site. <laughs> we haven't... We, gotta we, get have, on we have a Patreon account. We've just not done anything with it because, I don't know. But can people contribute to it? If there they, are listeners they can, out there they that want to contribute. They can contribute to this. They could actually support the podcast itself and send money in forms like 5 or $10. It's available through Anchor that you can actually have people send money to yeah. support the podcast. I think it's like so, that. So, so in other words, if you've, en- if you've enjoyed tonight's content, you can go to anchor.com and you can contribute to this podcast. It'd be anchor.com forward slash QSB. I think it's anchor.fm slash QSB. So and if you, you go can... there, there's a button right on there. Just pound that button and Somewhere. give us a buck. No, but I think it's you can actually guys. subscribe. You could actually pay like five bucks a month or something if you enjoy this uh, this thing. It's you know that like handjob friendship thing? You know, I mean, if you're in Florida and you're not far away. <laughs> But the Patreon people, they just seem like, I got to say, they're suckers. They're like, they're just emptying their wallets like to anything. You, know, you could go on Patreon and be like, hey, I'm making this little fanzine about uh, ducks. Well, you have to still penises. get people who want to give the money for whatever it is. I know. And I'm saying they're very generous. Like, so what no you're saying what is, is you want to create a Patreon account for duck penises? No, I w- just for this. This is just as dumb as talking about duck penises, what we're doing. And there's probably on Patreon if we push that more. I don't know. I think more. talking about duck fetuses might be more important than what we're doing. <laughs> there, there are scientists that have devoted their entire professional career to studying. Duck I penis. actually They've saw got one lecture. Tens of thousands PSU. of dollars to study duck penises. I saw that uh, that scientist at PSU. It was a fascinating lecture. I really did. Well, let's talk about our analytics. Now we've lost more French listeners. God, mad. We've gone, so it's 87% the United States now. So 80, we moved up in the U.S. at least. But France is now at 10%, down to 10% for listening. Oui, oui, monsieur. Sacre and then me. everyone else is a less than 1%er. So we've got Ireland, Canada, India, Nigeria, Singapore. I think Singapore is new. Uh, Germany, Ukraine, Philippines, Bangladesh, and the United Kingdom. Those are um, the various different listeners. I wonder if it's the Queen of England is listening to us. We now have 3% of listeners in the age bracket of 23 to 27. Mm-hmm. That's very strange. 1% 28 to 34. 10% 35 to 44. And in the elderly crowd, between 45 and 59, is 68%. <laughs> of course. 68%. But actually, we do have people who are over 60 listening. 8% of our listeners are... Um, over 60%. And, you know, 63% female, 27% male, 8% non-specified. That's the 8% robot uh, listeners that, that we have. It's, so, again, uh, let's come back to this. Our listening audience is 63% female compared yeah. to... Yeah. Yeah, basically, we appeal to old ladies. Like three old white men talking is appealing to women somehow. Well, I did get a little bit of feedback from a friend of mine who lives in uh, north, of Washington, north of Seattle. And she said she's found it interesting. She's been listening to the podcast. It gives her insight into the man cave, she said. That's interesting. Hmm. Which I wouldn't, I'd never use the term man cave because that's another term that I find ridiculous. But I understand her perspective on that. In other words, here we are. We're three guys have been around for a while. We have got plenty of gray, hence the grizzled 
in our adjective of the description of the show. And we have our point of view. And if you're not a guy our age, you're probably not going to understand a lot of things that we're talking about. Or we'll give more insight into the into our points of view so they can, well, I just had somebody drive by with a flag waving Trump in their truck. Anyway. Welcome. To, well, that, that's a daily occurrence here in Florida. <laughs> you don't see it often in the suburbs of Portland. So, yeah, I'd be worried if I were you. <laughs> I'm not that worried. I uh, I can get along with everybody. When I see that in the southeast of Portland, that's when we got to worry. Why? In Portlandia. Why in southeast Portland? Because no, the suburbs are, I mean, even on 82nd and, you know, Powell, there's Trump supporters. Yeah, I mean, out but, where I live, there's a lot more Trump supporters. Exactly. Because yeah. as you get further out from the urban areas, it becomes less Republican. It's just kind of yeah. But I just anyway. think it's ironic that you don't like the term man cave, even though you're ensconced in your man cave right now. I'm in my office. It is my office. Oh, I have. There are his office. Five. Oh. Lap, there are five laptops here, as well yes. as the regular PC over my corner to my Like most man caves have. What, what is what does that have to do with anything? So you in other words, it's where I work. It's my office. Yeah. That's what I call it my office and not a man cave. And it's not a cave if it's all glass. My doors are glass, windows are glass. This uh, is this is I usually what dive mine looks out like. this area. Yes, yeah, so yours is more, more cave like. I've got mine is totally there. cave. You know, here, I'll just my whole apartment's a camera. man cave. See those? Those are skylights there. This is window there, right? Okay. All and I have is a man me cave. Glass That's my doors. apartment. Anyway, you are actually not even a man cave, you're just in a cave. I think we should think about, based on that market research of one that you did, Matt, <laughs> how we can, how can we kind of give Monetize these ladies, this? Well, no, give these ladies more of what they're looking for. Well, Greg, strip. No, well, we're not <laughs> doing the video now? thing anyway. No, but, but you know, if, if gaining insight into the, the male perspective is something, maybe there's something more we could do about that. I think we've been doing it. We've just, yeah. by us talking and giving our opinions we're giving perspective into at least three males insights next week's topic is pornography for sure uh, that'll give insight i have no desire to, <laughs> to delve into that but a lot of women find that a mysterious world that all men really know a lot of women find that yeah mysterious. they do because they're like, i don't think it's that mysterious greg i think it just has to do with basic think? human need to create new humans i think that's where it comes from i actually don't think Pornog it has anything to do with yeah, pornography has humans. nothing to do with that oh it doesn't when i'm no. watching pornography that's the last thing i'm thinking about i don't it's, think anyone who's watching pornography is like i you know if i just had a kid it'd be great <laughs> well no i think yeah. it's based upon the urge to do that not not the desire to do it yes in other words the, bod the bodies are designed to make new bodies that's what bodies no i don't want a baby coming out of this action i just want to do it or fantasize about it right, but, but you I don't wouldn't wanna... be fantasizing about it if there wasn't that drive involved as much. how do you know maybe i would <laughs> no well let me ask you this question if there is no pleasure involved from the act of sex right it would be yeah. the same as shaking somebody's hand for 10 or 20 minutes. Yeah, but there's, that's and how, a how enjoyable point. is that? That's not fun. But exactly. That's when the whole point of the desire. But the other thing is very pleasurable. The pleasurable part of it is designed to cause people to create new bodies. That's why bodies are created that way, is to make it pleasurable so you want to keep doing it and make new new bodies. 
you know, it's very simple. So all pornography. Yeah, because I mean, personally, if there was no pleasure in it, the last thing that this world needs is more fucking bodies. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. God you know, damn we, it. I wish people would stop breeding. That's one of my great contributions to have, mankind. But many people won't. Is that I never bred. That's the only thing I could say on my deathbed. Like, I did a good thing in life. I did one good thing. You didn't have children? Yeah, I didn't contribute. Okay. You didn't you didn't add that other guy that's trying to make that left turn he shouldn't make in the middle exactly. of Exactly. So yeah. you were a friend to humanity. That's how we can end the show. Yes. You, Greg is a friend of humanity. He Greg Pedix, friend did of not humanity. Have children. All right. So who would like to have a final thought about something pithy or profound? some statement that wraps everything up and that gives people something to walk out on with on a good note. Who's got that in them this week? Now clicking noises is not a statement. I'm just by thinking. You did humming <laughs> last, you hummed last week. <laughs> long days, long days and pleasant nights. <laughs> This has been the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker Computer Telecast, where any advice has been designed purely for amusement and deep-sea diving. Please take a candy on your way out, pet the lion tamer, and subscribe to this computer telecast if you know it's good for you. The Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker deny all culpability in today's events and are not to be confused with real law offices that have a secretary and books and stuff. Thank you all. Have a good day.